This is episode 56 of the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. I'm Carly Cade, and today I'm speaking with Jamie Samples. Jamie is a social media specialist, marketing professional, speaker, and the founder of Yellow Barn Media, a full-service marketing firm dedicated to helping small business owners and entrepreneurs excel at social media and online marketing. Jamie is a wife, a mother, a horse enthusiast, an animal lover, an American patriot, a country chick, and an eternal optimist with endless energy and a contagious smile. She understands how challenging it can be to set aside time for developing your business. Customer needs, employee schedules, payroll, and administrative tasks take precedence. Website updates, blog and email newsletters, and social media posts quickly fall to the bottom of the to-do list. As a veteran marketing professional, she's been involved in all aspects of the industry. She has a bundle of fresh ideas proven to save you time, increase efficiency, and most importantly, build or maintain a presence with your target audience. Now, let's get into the interview. Welcome to the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews with equestrian authors who love all things horses and writing about them. In each episode, you'll hear inspirational stories from horse book authors, including writing advice and marketing tips to help you write your very own horse book. If you're an author, aspire to be an author, or simply love horse books, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Carly Cade, and creative writing makes my spurs jingle. everyone. Welcome to the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. I'm Curly Cade, and today I am so excited to have Jamie Samples of Yellow Barn Media on the show with me today. Hi, Jamie. Welcome. Hi, Carly. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I am so excited, too. And uh, for listeners of the show, you know that I always like to kick off the interviews by asking the simple question of my interviewees, how did your love affair with horses begin? It was my mom's fault. (laughs) I was born into it. I was super blessed. My mom got the horse bug in Kentucky when she was probably around 10 or 11. And she started off with a pinto pony named Jasper. And Jasper was still alive when I was born. So I was born into just a horse riding family. My mom is an amazing horsewoman. So I grew up just loving horses. That's what we did as a family. And so obviously they are still, you know, 40 years later, a huge part of my life. <laughs> That's fantastic. And Jamie and I know each other quite well through the American Horse Publications uh, conferences and just being members of the organization. And I know that we're both from Michigan, which is cool. And I also know that you have uh, a little farm there. Can you tell us about your furry friends that you keep there on your on your land? <laughs> yes, we it's growing and getting bigger and bigger. We have we do have five acres here in Michigan. And of course, we have horses. So we have two horses. One's my mom's, one's mine. And then we also have a mini donkey named Stella. She's awesome. Very epic, epic little mini donkey. We have a multitude of cats. Most of them are indoors. So we have six indoor cats, two outdoor cats, two free-range rabbits, and as of next week, it will be 33 free-range chickens. I think I covered it all. So there's such a thing as chicken math, and so (laughs) we just keep accumulating chickens. So yeah, we have a little hobby farm, and of course, we have two dogs as well. So um, a little Doberman puppy and uh, a hound mix. So we have a mixed bag, but they all make us very happy. 
Oh, yes. It sounds like a dream come true. You know, five acres in Michigan, which is beautiful and having all the furry friends. And it sounds like you're going to have eggs galore for your breakfast. <laughs> yes, my husband very much appreciates that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So this interview is a little different. Uh, Jamie runs Yellow Barn Media, and I always love looking at her uh, bio photo or her uh, bio photo for her business because she's wearing a cowgirl hat, which is so my style. But you are in the business of helping others help their equestrian businesses run more smoothly. Can you tell us about your business, Yellow Barn Media, and what your specialties are and uh, how your services can benefit authors because authors are running businesses? Yes, I would love to. So the short version is my my business officially has been a business for 12 years, but I've been doing it about 15 years. And the majority of those years I have served and had the pleasure and honor of serving the equine world, which is like the best industry, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's been super exciting for me. In the beginning, it was kind of accidental almost. It was Facebook was starting and I started looking at like the social side of things. And I was like, wow, this is really exciting. I've always been an entrepreneur. So I thought to myself, this is a really cool thing. I could learn how to do this and teach people how to do it. So my specialty for all of the years has been social media, social media and email marketing. Those are the two things that I thrive at. Uh, we offer done for you services for companies, organizations, and um, you know smaller businesses. But we also do coaching as well, so I can work one on one with someone. And now it has really evolved, just because I love businesses, I love people, I love learning how to connect businesses and people and customers. And so it's evolved into more of a full scale marketing firm. I still do specialize in in email marketing um, and social media, but as far as digital marketing, if I and my agency can't serve someone, I know someone that I trust that I can refer them to. So it's been very organic, very fun. And for me, getting to work with small business owners and helping them to connect with their customers has just been super fun, super rewarding. And I'm so lucky as a little girl, I thought I'd be a jockey or something in the horse industry. And here I am being like a nerdy marketer and I love it. I know. How blessed are we to be able to work with our passions inside of the equine industry? That's like so amazing. And I love that you mentioned that your specialties are in email marketing and social media marketing, because those are often areas that particularly the authors I speak with either don't like or struggle with because, you know, as an author, you want to just write your book, get out into the world and have it go. But nowadays, whether you're independently published, a hybrid of independent and traditional publishing, there's still the requirement that the authors do the marketing. So what the services yes. you offer is a really great place for authors to learn and better their skills. And I wanted to mention, you've created the Elite Equestrian Professional Private Facebook group which is a community for equestrian professionals looking to up their marketing game. And this is anybody that has like horses in their background and, and are dealing with business matters. And then it's also a space where people can connect with other like-minded professionals. Can you tell us a little bit about that group and how people can get involved? Yeah, the way to join is you can just look up the Elite Equestrian Professional group on Facebook. And of course, the link I'm sure will be in the show notes as well. Mm -hmm. But I... I created the group because I love giving away information and I have learned, you know, when you're, when you've been in business for so long, you make a lot of mistakes and you also have a ton of wins. And either way in there, I thought to myself, I have all of these things that I want to share with people and 
I don't always want people to feel like they have to spend money with me to, to get value. Mm -hmm. And so this was a really great place for me to kind of open the doors and say, Hey, I'm going to do some free trainings. I'm going to tell you about the tools and tips and strategies that have worked for me so that you can take them, watch the training. If it works for you, great. If not, that's okay too. But my other thing is I really did want a place where people can connect and network because especially in the horse industry, good or bad, right? We all get a reputation. So, <laughs> and we all like to stay connected. And it's so nice when, you know, I can call you Carly and be like, hey, I have such and such or so-and-so that's looking for this. Do you have a connection? And so I just felt like, you know, it's a small knit community. I mean, we have under 700 people in the group right now, but you know, I, I allow people to share about their businesses, not spammy, right? But just respectfully share about what you do, connect with people, and then also just gain some essentially free information. Of course, anytime I have a paid course or an opportunity to work with me, I post it in there, but it's really less about that for me than it is about creating that opportunity for business, equine business owners to can learn and connect. That was really my big thing. That's awesome. And Jamie does provide a lot of amazing free resources for authors that are looking to up their marketing game. And this Facebook, this private Facebook community is free, correct? Like anybody can yes. join as long as they have a connection to business and authors do, uh, and horses, right? So it's a great yes. space. Thank you for yeah. creating that. And 700 yeah. uh, members in there is nothing to sneeze at. That's a big, that's a big community to <laughs> network inside of. There's some amazing people in there. I mean, it's, it's been, it's inspiring for me too, to just watch people. And, and I get, I get a lot of reward myself for just connecting people. And I might not get anything out of it except for like, it's so gratifying when two business people, maybe one has a problem and then the other one can solve it to be like, Hey, you guys need to know each other. And then it opens the doors for everyone. So it's wonderful. It is. And that's what I love so much about the equestrian community is we do a lot of that with each other. A lot of our authors are uniting. A lot of the small businesses that are handling content marketing and social media marketing and coaching and, and, and building courses, all these different things. We're all kind of working together to support each other. Yes. If one person can handle it, they'll share it with somebody else and help their business grow. So it's a very mm -hmm. close community, which I'm so proud to be a part of when we're all in a lot of us are women supporting each other, yes. which makes me even more happy. Uh, yes. as, and also, as far as marketing too, I did want to mention your blog on your Yellow Bar Media because it is an excellent source for content on social media marketing and branding. How do you come up with your topics and, and what can authors find there if they're looking to, like we said before, up their marketing game? I think the way that I find content most of the time is through someone coming to me with a problem that is like, hey, this is a problem that I have or a challenge that I have. And if I'm able to help walk them through it, I can then blog about it and say, if you, because if one person has this problem or this challenge, I'm sure someone else does. There's that, but there's also industry trends. And I do my very best. You know, Obviously, we all know social media is changing like by the minute. It's mm -hmm. very busy. And so I just do my very best to stay up to date on that. So a lot of my blogs will come from that as far as like, hey, there's this, you know, not necessarily breaking news, but when there are new things or let's say Instagram has a new feature, that's just something really nice to blog about. And because maybe it's not something everyone wants to know about right this minute, but if you go to my blog, there's a lot of different topics, you know, talking about hashtags and search engine optimization. And it's just, it's very broad but it's all marketing related. I had someone tell me one time, they're like, well, I went to your blog to read this specific one, but then I read the next one and I was like, I never even knew that I needed to know that. So <laughs> you never know what you're going to find. And I'm always wanting to blog more. Sometimes I get 
you know, a little bit like, man, I really need to push out some more blogs, but I'm doing content somewhere else. But I love listening to the social community, listening to my Facebook group, things like that, and um, creating content based off of their needs. That's fantastic. And uh, this is what always goes back to what I tell other authors, educate, educate, educate yourself. And Jamie's blog and the resources she creates is a place to do that, particularly when it comes to marketing, which is something a lot of us stumble with because we just want to write our books, right? So (laughs) great resource. And I also wanted to talk to you about this because uh, I have a corporate background. I worked for a Fortune 250 company and I know the value of LinkedIn in the corporate world. And I know that you are a big fan of LinkedIn. And I think it's actually a resource that's not being fully embraced by equestrian businesses. How do you, you use LinkedIn? And do you have any advice for how equestrian small businesses might better take advantage of what LinkedIn has, has to offer? I, yes, you're correct. I love LinkedIn. I have loved LinkedIn for years. And every single person I talk to, almost the response is the same. But I don't know what to do. I created a profile 100 years ago to try to get a job. Mm -hmm. And now what do I do with it? Mm -hmm. So especially if you're an author and or a small business owner, it is a professional platform. Now, of course, they talk about other topics. But Overall, LinkedIn is a professional platform, you know, so a lot of people are intimidated. They're like, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to post really. And I mean, we might, might touch on this later too, but anything that is authentic, anything that you are doing, you know, sometimes I do, I share about my animals sometimes on LinkedIn. I share, I open myself up. Now I share professional content. I share some tools and tips and strategies and all that. But if you look at the trends with LinkedIn, people are sharing a little more about themselves now, professionally, in you know, professional manner. But I think it's such an amazing professional platform where you can get, you can give recommendations. So like Carly, I've probably given you one, a recommendation on LinkedIn. You've probably given me one, but it's such a great place. So here's the one thing I want to say real quick. When I was in high school, we had to create, um, by the time we were done with our senior year, we had to create, I mean, because I'm older, an old school notebook, right? Paper, a paper portfolio that we could take into a job interview that had our certificates and our trainings and our skills and the whole list of who we were to present to an employer. LinkedIn is exactly that online. You get your recommendation letters, you get, you can give recommendations, get recommendations. If someone wants to say, Hey, Jamie, how do I know that you are, you are who you say you are and you have all this knowledge? Okay. Well, you can go look at my 37 recommendations on LinkedIn. I can give someone a link and they can, they can see, okay, what Jamie says is who she is. So there's a lot of, I, my favorite part of LinkedIn is the recommendations because giving them and getting them is like social clout, social proof. Mm -hmm. And, but LinkedIn is just scary for some people. And I always just encourage people just get over yourself and try it, jump in and you will not be sorry you did. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that it's like a digital portfolio or a resume, but the recommendations are just like books getting positive reviews on Amazon. It encourages people to work with you. It encourages people to check out your work. It creates partnership between others, but it is, it's social proof, just like reviews for books. And then also for authors whose books have won awards, you can actually add those awards to the LinkedIn page as well. So people can see that your books Mm -hmm. have 
uh, won these awards. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of possibility with LinkedIn, and I'm sure you talk about it quite a bit on your your blog. And perhaps we'll have you back on the show to do a deep dive on how equestrian professionals and authors could use LinkedIn because I do think this is a space we're not fully utilizing that has yes. a lot of potential for us. So thank you for touching on that. And we'll have you back on to talk deeper about that in the future. What do you think? I would love to. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, and then, you know, I wanted to to ask you too, is you've been an entrepreneur since you were 13. That is fantastic. I love hearing success stories like this. What do you wish that you had known when you started out on this endeavor of starting your own business? Is there anything you would go back and tell your 13 year old self? Uh, probably 25 things, but I'll just touch on a couple real quick. <laughs> I think one of my number one things, you do not have to be all things to all people. Mm. I mean, I know that's one of those things like people just say it, but truly as a business owner, if you're an author, if, if you get to know your audience, if you're a small business owner and you get to know who's buying your products, you need to communicate and serve them. You know, I started my business and I was like, I can help the whole world. Well, you do yourself as a business owner a disservice. So that was one of my biggest lessons. Probably another one that would have been, you know, you're not everyone's cup of tea. That was the one thing. I mean, my dad always told me, but I, when I was a business owner, I was like, I just want to try to help everyone. And you're just not, I'll, I'll tell you this really quick because I think this drives the point home. I started doing social media coaching, like right in my first like year or two of business, I was going to networking groups and a real estate agent asked me, will you come and train my team on Facebook? And I was like, oh, this is glorious. You know, I was charging like $15 an hour for coaching. Okay. So I went in and I was like super proud of myself and we finished and she paid me and I was getting ready to leave. And she said to me, do you have um, a referral for me? And I was like, well, she's in real estate. And I'm like, no, I don't know anyone trying to buy a house. And she's like, no, I need a different social media coach. And I was like, my little entrepreneur self, I, I thought to myself, well, I mean, I guess, but can I just like ask you why? Because I, I thought we just had this great understanding. She's like, Jamie, I love you as a person, but you are so energetic. I can't, I can't, it's too much for me. Hmm. She said, I literally need to work with someone that's older and calmer. <laughs> that was a huge thing for me because at first I was like, gal, you just stabbed me in the heart. And then I was like, no, that was a wonderful lesson to learn. So I would say my, my, probably my secondary lesson is always work with a coach. Always. Mm. I, I didn't do it. I resisted it for 10 years. As soon as I pulled the trigger on a coach, I tripled my business. So uh, I, oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, <laughs> all three of those points are fantastic. Like, you know, uh, the coach thing, I a hundred percent agree. I have a coach. It changes your life. It makes a difference in your yes. business. Uh, and it helps you grow because it helps you see those things that you can't see that are going yeah. on with your business because you're so mm -hmm. darn close to it or you're or writing your books. Even you, you can work yeah. with a coach to get through the process of writing your books or marketing your books or just getting your books yes. published. So it's so important. But also I love that you said you aren't everybody's cup of tea and that's just the truth <laughs> for every human and, and for authors in particular, this is a great lesson because your book isn't going to be for everybody. And that is a hard yeah. first lesson to learn when, when perhaps like the first, you know, three-star negative review kind of rolls in. <laughs> it's hard. It's just like the woman said, you've got too much energy. And she stabbed you in your heart. You know, it's just not, you know, not everyone's going to love the way you do something or the way you write a book or the way you coach a program. And it's just, and it's okay. So how did you pick yourself up and move on from that 
negative feedback because sometimes that sort of negative feedback can really shut someone down. But look at you, you kept going. Well, and this was probably, was probably 13 or 14 years ago. And I mean, my dad always raised me. My parents were, I was super blessed to have a great upbringing. And, you know, again, with my dad telling me that my whole life, it literally did take me a couple weeks because I kept thinking like, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. But then, but then I coached with someone probably two or three months later. And she said, do you want to know why I picked you? And first of all, there wasn't that many Facebook coaches back then. So I had like, it worked out great, but she said, I was like dying to work with you because your energy is so high and I needed that in my life. So, and ever since then, <laughs> anyone, people ask me, I was just on a podcast the other day and someone said, what are you known for? And I'm like, my contagious energy and my high, like I'm up here all the time. I'm joyful. Like my Twitter handle is joyful, Jamie. Like I'm happy. I love life. So I, you know, basically for me, I've just been like the school of hard knocks. I just don't let things get me down. I'm blessed that I, that's kind of been ingrained in me. But even when, I mean, there's been times where I've had people in the last couple of years, cause you just have those people that aren't your people, right. That's that are right. like, yeah, I don't think we should actually work together. Like, yes, you might've spent an hour on the phone with me helping me out, but I'm not hiring you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you just have to move on and be okay with it and know that, for every person that's not your person, there's probably 10 more that are going to be your raving fans. You just have to find them. That's, that's where what, marketing comes in. <laughs> that is so true and so right. And surrounding yourself with a supportive tribe and a, and a coach and people that believe in you, that'll keep you motivated when things do get hard because that, that's just the nature yeah. of business. It's up and downs and plateaus and finding your people, find your readers, find your tribe, yeah. give them your love, and they will always be there for you. And yeah. that's such fabulous advice. Thank you so much about that. So you just mentioned, and Jamie is very optimistic and positive and vibrant and full of energy, which is why I was attracted to her as a friend in the beginning, getting to know each other. Like I was like, there's a ray of light. Just walked into the room with a cowboy hat. I have to know who this girl is. And then I found out that we were both from Michigan and we loved horses and it was just magic. I hate from horses. <laughs> So beyond the super level, high level of energy, what might a listener be surprised to learn about you in addition to that, Jamie? My husband and I are approved foster parents. So we have a son we adopted through foster care. So that's like a little tidbit about me that some people don't know. But also I was a co-anchor for um, a 12-week horse series 10 years ago, I think. So it was a very short lived. Um, I think it was on HR TV, but I was like a co-anchor and that was, of course, I like to talk. So that was <laughs> super fun. I got to like navigate uh, this horse trail um, obstacle course and it was really fun. So there's, there's probably a million other things, but I would live in Kentucky if I didn't live in Michigan. So there's some random, <laughs> random facts about me. <laughs> those are fun things. Those are fun things. And co-anchoring on a TV show. That's neat. Did that come your way because of your, your business in the equestrian world? Is that, did that kind of just show up for you? Cause that does happen. It, yeah, there was actually a gentleman at a horse expo that, I mean, you know, I'm not shy. So I was just randomly talking to him. He had a booth there and um, he was a pretty like vibrant gentleman, you know, very kind of loud, a little bit like me. So we hit it off and started talking and he's like, I want you along with this horse judge from Wisconsin. He's like, I want you guys on this show. And I just thought he was kind of, you know, just telling me, feeding me a line, right? 
And then he's like, no, I'm for real. So they flew us out. We actually did the recording in Minnesota. It's a long story, but it was awesome. It was super fun. And I was like, I want to be on TV. So <laughs> it's on my, it's on my board, right? My vision board, but it's not something I'm trying to do right this minute, but it would be cool. <laughs> well, I have a feeling it will show up for you. If you've got your, your vision board out there and you're, you're heading positively in the direction of your dreams, I do believe yeah. anything is possible and those things can happen. And I really love that you mentioned that because by being authentic and being yourself and pursuing your passions, opportunities like that do show up, yeah. you know, for, for anyone, you just have to be open to it and be looking for it and then say yes, when it shows yes. up and just try it on, <laughs> even, even if you're scared, just go for it. So good on you for giving yeah. that a whirl. You know, this is a tough question to ask you, but because there's, it's so broad, right? But if you could, <laughs> if you could drill down into your marketing brain and pull out one tool from your toolbox that you think would help authors better market their books, what would you tell them to do? It's very simple. I really, it's not even a hard question. It's just hard to do for a lot of people. Mm. Post consistent content on social media and include video in there. A lot of people, I know even authors I've talked to are like, I don't want to do video. People don't want to see my face. I don't want to get, I'm scared or all of the excuses. And as a marketer, because authors and small business owners are marketers, even though there are a hundred other things too, creating more content. There, There's, like you said, a hundred things. But my answer to every marketing question is, and I don't, I'm not going to tell you what kind of content. It might be blogging. It might be videos. It, there's a, a plethora of things you could do. But create more content because that's how you're going to reach your audience. Mm -hmm. Because the truth of the matter is one post lasts for what a few seconds and then it's gone yeah <laughs> and and the other thing too that you pointed out is do video show people your face get let them know your personality because that's how readers connect yes. to who you are because I think a lot of times they love your work they want to know more about you because they are so drawn to the stories that you create you know so if you give them a little you don't have to tell them everything you know you just give them a yeah. little sneak peek about who you are so they they have a better understanding of the authors that they love and support right yes well, and I think that's the thing too, in business and in life, you are, like you had mentioned, we are generally attracted to like-minded people. So I think you have to, the people that you love and respect, you're going to spend more time around people like that. And when people might not know about your book, but if they like you, they're going to be like, I want to read this person's book because I think she's really cool. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, you mentioned we're both a part of, you know, AHP, which is the American Horse Publications. I have met a few authors there. And the cool thing is I might have seen their book on a shelf at Barnes and Noble or on Amazon and really maybe never given it a second look. But now that I know them, I was like, if they wrote it, I'm reading it or at least getting it on my shelf because I'm not that good for reading full books, you know, but like you connect with those people and you want to buy their service or product. That's just a natural thing, I think. Yeah, awesome advice. Super awesome advice. And it's also it's also sort of like recommendation thing kind of too yeah. like you were sharing with with LinkedIn like if one person likes the person's vibe buys their books, they'll recommend it to somebody else. So it's, you know, you're you're yeah. it's a it's just it's a organic way to build your tribe and bring readers to you or your business. Awesome. You just mentioned American Horse Publications again. I know we touched on it a couple times during this interview. I wanted to talk to you. You are, you've recently been appointed uh, as a board member 
uh, with American Horse Publications. So I want to know, what is it like serving on a board? What are your responsibilities? And maybe before we dive into the being on the board, maybe share with people a broad definition of what the American Horse Publications is first. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, for me, I've been involved with AHP or American Horse Publications about seven years. And uh, when I first joined, I was just just a small business. And I was like, I'm not really in publishing. I'm not really, you know, I don't write for magazines, but a friend was like, you should just become involved because it's media, right? It's anything business. Obviously I'm doing social media. So it's all media. Mm -hmm. It is a wonderful group of professionals in the equine world. Yes, of course, there's authors, there's podcasters, there's writers, there's photographers, there's videographers, there's social media people, there's marketing. There's the entire scope of horse business professionals. That's how I always look at it. Uh, obviously, for me, it's a super win every year because the membership is super low. It's worth every penny. Obviously, you and I met at um, one of the seminars. So you make valuable, I mean, crazy, insane, valuable friendships, mm -hmm. business connections, collabs, all of that. Mm -hmm. So I've been in it a long, long time. And a really good friend of mine's she's like, well, they have board member openings. Would you be interested? And I was like, I mean, I've never sat on a board, but I, I have a vested interest in this organization thriving and I love it. And, you know, I could go on and on and on about how much I love it and, and how much it's done for my business. So I was like, well, if that's a thing and they'll have me, I'll sit on the board and see how I can help because I know I have a marketing background. And so I figure if I can jump in and, you know, help there. So, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the board. I kind of got thrown in the deep end and I'm learning all of like the official board stuff, right? Main thing that I'm helping with is I'm helping on the marketing committee, basically just looking at social media platforms and things like that and how we can better reach our audience. The, you know, being the, the equine um, publishing and equine media type uh, people that need to be a part of it. So it's been a fun ride. I've had, I have a lot to learn though still. <laughs> Of course. And, but, but good on you. Again, you jumped into the deep end. You said, put me on the board and, and, and I'm going to do this. And you're, you're going to learn so much in the process from the people that have been on the board for a long time. And then seeing what it's like to help steer an organization of this magnitude. Yeah. That's so great. And I think it was smart for them to add you too with your marketing background. So all around it, it's a win. And then just quickly, what are your responsibilities as a board member? Like how often do you meet in, in those sort of things? Do you, do you like have to travel to go see them? Um, or? Yeah. So normally there's two board meetings a year. So basically one of the board meetings comes a couple of days prior to the yearly seminar. Mm -hmm. And then there's typically another one later in the year. And they usually have those where the seminar, they're looking to have the seminar like two years ahead. So everything is like obviously planning way ahead. So there's a couple board meetings a year. And then of course we have committee meetings when necessary for each of the different committees, you know, and of course for me, since I'm on a committee, I have a job, right? I'm either helping with Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or something. So it's not like a massive time commitment, but it is, it is something that is a focus of mine in order to make sure that, you know, I'm as helpful as I can be. And um, I'm helping the organization. And a lot of times for me too, uh, you know this, I talk about AHP all the time because I'm madly in love with the organization. And so it organically happens for me too. And whether or not I was a board member, I would still do that. But that's mm -hmm. of course, you know, part of my job as a board member is just to make sure to spread, spread the AHP love in my community because there are people in my circle that don't know about it. So, mm -hmm. um, so that, yes, so I do get to travel, which is great. 
And um, and like, as you said, just help kind of steer that organization. And uh, yes, I'm learning, learning, learning. And I have my little floaties on right now as I learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, good on you. This is a big resume builder for you too. This is something you can add to your LinkedIn profile to show all yes, the good things you're doing in the world. There. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So I will definitely link to how people be can become members of the American Horse Publications. I am just like Jamie. I yell from the rooftops about how amazing this organization is. So many of my wonderful friendships and relationships have come out of uh, going to their annual conference or yeah. seminar. So uh, I'll link to some more information about that in the show notes. Thank you for sharing that. I was excited to to hear that you earned that board position. So what... Hmm. What do you think is the most important advice you can offer a new small business in the equine industry? Well, again, it's going to be, there's probably 20 things I could say. I truly, truly believe if you are authentic and you have a plan, I would say have a coach, but have a plan. If you are authentic in everything you do, and I know people are like, Jamie, that's so generic. However, if anyone is watching what's going on at any time, anyone is listening to this, there's always something crazy going on in the world. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of non-authentic people. If you are going into business, like for example, let's say you are going into horse chiropractic, you're going to be a farrier. It doesn't matter what you do, be yourself and be authentic because, you know, I laugh. I just started an account on TikTok a few months ago, which a lot of people aren't talking about TikTok, but it's really a fun platform. And I'll tell you what, there is a middle-aged farrier who has a TikTok channel and he shows people about shoeing horses. He has a massive following because he's just living his life, doing his passion and he's sharing it with the world. He's being authentic. And, and again, I know that's super generic. I could say, you know, make sure you have a pretty website or all the things. None of that matters if you are not authentic. If you're not authentic, just please don't go into business. If you are, broadcast your authenticity from the rooftop and, and grab a hold of who you are. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert. Grab a hold of that. Don't be ashamed of that. Live and be who you are. Be authentic and your people will find you. Of course, add marketing to that, but make sure you're authentic. <laughs> That's such awesome. It's truly awesome advice. You know, it's like, we don't have to act. We don't have to show off. Like there are people just like us that can learn from us. So be, be yourself, you know, be yourself yes. and don't be afraid to go after your dreams and talk a little bit and share a little bit about who you are. It's such good advice. And you also, the other thing, if you're new, you don't have to know everything. You just have to know more than the people you're talking to. You know what I mean? And, and the thing is, for me, I've always said to myself, like, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be always learning. I want to, I want to look at everyone and everything. I mean, there are marketers that have been doing it for two years that I follow because I learn from them. Mm -hmm. And just because I've been doing it for 15 years doesn't mean like I'm almighty and know everything. I mean, be a continual learner. If you're just getting into something, um, I was just coaching a client and she said, well, Jamie, I, this, I'm new to this and my clients might know that. And I'm like, they're not going to know that unless you tell them you put on your confidence for the day and you teach what you're teaching. Mm -hmm. And I said, they, they will, you'll find your people. So yeah, don't be afraid to not know everything. It's okay. <laughs> super advice, super advice. That, that is so true. And we're all continuously learning. We're all works in progress, yes. you know? So as long as we're in the right spot with our authenticity. Everything will yeah. be fine. Yep. 
So for you, I, like, I always like to ask these questions because the, the answer is always different. And I love to hear the different perspectives that entrepreneurs and authors have. So for you, what has been the hardest part about running your business and being an entrepreneur? But on the flip side of that, what's been like the very best part of that? I think for me, there's a lot of hard parts, right? But it's other people in my life not understanding that I actually work. Mm. <laughs> when you're an entrepreneur, here's the thing. The best part about being an entrepreneur, I'm a mom now of a six-year-old, is I get to set my schedule. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people go into entrepreneurship and they're like, oh, I get to set my own schedule. I can sleep in. I can do all the things. Okay, you have to work your fanny off, friend. Work your fanny straight off. But, you know, even the people in my life, I've had, I have a very great support system, but there have been times when they're like, well, can't you just take off? And I'm like, no, I I can't just get in the car and go on vacation. Like I have clients, I have customers, I have all the things to do. So, you know, for me, and I'm not really a people pleaser, but parts of me, like I want people around me to realize like the value, the value that I'm bringing my audience. So That was a little hard for me in the beginning, but I think the best part of being an entrepreneur is I get to travel. I get to set my own schedule. I just want to get out there and market. And being an entrepreneur now, you don't have to have all of these things. You have to have passion and a plan and you run with it, friend. You Mm -hmm. run. And as long as you have a plan and you're working the system for that plan, you're going to win. It's going to be fine. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be fine. Great advice. And so true. Uh, often entrepreneurs, their their family and close friends don't understand. As an author, my family and friends are like, but how, I don't understand. You know, like they don't, they just, they can't get it. And then when you get so niche as to talk about horses, they're, it's like even way further over their head if they're not horse people. So that's so normal. And you do have to work your booty off. Like it, there, there are luxuries, like being able to set your own schedule, but you often work more but the thing is you like what you do. So it doesn't feel like work. Is that right? Yes, that, and you can work from a coffee shop. It's awesome. <laughs> yes, that's true. And you can work from a beach Havana somewhere in wherever, because as long as you have internet connection, you can do your job. Yes. It's awesome. Very cool. So Jamie, this has been like such a great conversation. I'm so happy to be catching up with you. And, you know, I really am curious, like, what are you curious about right now? Where are you heading? What are you up to? What's next for you? Well, I, this year have launched my coaching program. So up to this, basically up to this year, I've really been doing a ton of done for you services. So someone will come to me, they'll say, I need 30 days of social media posts for my Facebook. And it's my job to learn their business, create them. But what I have found over the years is people truly want to DIY. They want to learn these skills for themselves, but they also really need accountability. So I know for me, I have been coaching a few people over the last few months, and it has been really fun for me, but really rewarding for them. So I know for me, I feel like, you know, obviously everything is ever changing in every day, every, it doesn't matter when it is, things are changing. And I feel like coaching is probably where my agency is going to probably put a little bit more focus. I'm also going to be creating, I already have started, but creating some done for you courses. So if someone wants to learn a specific thing, for example, LinkedIn, if someone's like, I want a two hour training on LinkedIn. Okay. You can go to my website. So that's kind of where I'm going. I think more coaching, some more done for you products. And I'm very excited to see where the horse industry goes. Obviously digital is huge, but people still like people. 
Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot of, I still like physical magazines. I still like physical books. So I think it's going to be very exciting to see what happens in the next couple of years in the horse industry specifically and marketing, of course, too. That's great. And yeah, and, and the horse industry is, is sort of teetering because I, I feel like we're, we're kind of old school. Like we like the earth, we yeah. like the ground, we like the dirt, we like to be outside. We don't like to be yes. tucked into our computers. We like to yeah. hold things in our hands and fix things. So we're, we're evolving, but we're still, we still have a little bit of both worlds, which I think actually is yes. really cool about the horse industry. You know, we, we do a little bit of both and, but you and, and some of your peers have really been on the forefront of, of enabling the equestrian businesses to move into the digital realm. And that's where your services are so useful. So thank you for your contribution. Jamie, I love this conversation that we've had today. Thank you for sharing tips for authors and talking about your business and telling us more about yourself. Will you let listeners know where they can find you and your services? Sure. Obviously on Facebook, Yellow Barn Media. My website is yellowbarnmedia.com. Carly, you already mentioned, you know, the Elite Equestrian Professional Facebook group. Uh, I am on TikTok also. And I'm I'm Joyful Jamie on TikTok, if anyone's interested. And um, obviously Instagram, I'm under Equestrian Professional on Instagram. All those links are on my website because sometimes it's hard for people to remember. So you can just go to yellowbarmedia.com and all my information is there. Along with, you know, obviously a lot of people spend time on Facebook. So Facebook is an easy place to find me as well. That's great. And then I would be remiss to not ask you a little bit more about TikTok since you've mentioned it a couple <laughs> times. What is TikTok? What are you doing with TikTok? And, and, and I know it's, it's to tar- it targets a younger demographic, like more way, way younger than, than we are. Well, like, talk a little bit about TikTok for maybe an author that doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> so the short version is it's a new social media platform. So anytime it's a new social platform, emerges people freak out they're like oh my gosh I just can't handle one more platform I was like that I wasn't going to do it because I thought exactly what you said I thought it was for young people Mm -hmm. let me tell you the most hilarious people are on TikTok so it's 15 to 60 second videos you can edit the videos within so I'm not a video editor I know you're like super skilled at that not so much me within TikTok you can create the coolest funnest videos put music to it you know all the things right all the fun things I like it for me for this time in my life it served for really great entertainment because but here's what I'll tell you it's not just young people doing crazy dances Hmm. it is literally there is an older gentleman he's probably 75 or 80 he's on it he has like 200,000 followers it's crazy it is think about it this way every kind of personality every kind of person every age talking about every different thing and I wasn't gonna start creating information there but then I was like you can become TikTok famous kind of fast you just have to make some kind of cool video that resonates with people so I do a lot of chicken videos people love them but it, it is just another platform it's kind of a weird one think depending on what you do and what business you have if you utilize it correctly, I think it's awesome. It's really good for personal branding. So it's Thank very you. fun. Thank you for sharing that. You know, so it's, it's just another opportunity to try something out if you want to. And, you know, I think we all say pick and choose your social media channels per what you will actually use and regularly engage with. But I imagine, Jamie, you might have a couple of blog posts or resources about your explorations on TikTok out there that not, maybe authors can read. 
Here's my thing. Anytime a new social platform comes out, I don't talk about it for a minute. I like to try it out first because people, you know, in the beginning I said, what's the one, you know, one thing you tell someone or you wish you knew in business. Right. And it was, I don't, I can't be every, every, all things, all people, but I also can't be on every single social media platform either. Mm-hmm. So I like to try them out. I like to watch for a long time. So probably in the next couple months, I will be talking about TikTok. But as of right now, there isn't anything just because I'm still in my trial phase, but I love it. I give it a, like 10 stars. <laughs> hey, that's cool. That's great feedback. So you're in investigation mode. You're in educate myself mode before you start you know, speaking out on this platform, which is really yep. smart. That's a great way to do anything before you start you know, putting it out there, get to know whatever you're working with first. and then and then go for it. Very smart. Yeah. Jamie, thank you so much for the gift of your time today. I've loved having you on the show. Thank you for sharing so many insights. And I can't wait to catch up with you again soon and maybe do that LinkedIn deep dive. I am so grateful you had me and I just really appreciate it. And I'm super excited to connect with some of your listeners too. And if I can be of any help to anyone, just reach out. I, I always love to connect with horse people. So I'm available. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. And uh, I'll get those links in the show notes and get some new people over your way. Thanks for joining us this week on the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. I hope you enjoy these Q&A sessions with wonderful equine authors who love all things horses and writing, just like me. Visit my website, carlycadecreative.com, where you can read the show notes. And make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. Want a free guide to secrets of horse book authors? Gallop over to carlycadecreative.com forward slash wisdom to have author advice delivered instantly to your inbox. If you are an author who writes about horses and would like to be spotlighted, please let me know. Visit my contact page at carlycadecreative.com to fill out a request. I'd be happy to have you on the show too. Thank you for tuning in to the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. See you next time. I'm your host, Carly Cade. Creative writing makes my spurs jingle.